Hello. Okay, so I'm going to start off with a little story. Um, quite a lot of you probably know this. We've got three children, and we've got two girls and a boy. And the two girls we found really easy to name. I think we probably had them named well before they were born. But our son, we struggled quite a lot more to name. Anyway, when he was born, we went for Samuel. Good name, good strong name. When he was three weeks old, we went to New Wine, which was. That's another story. Um, and of course, because he was so little, people would say, oh, who's the baby? What's he called? And I'd say his name's Samuel. And every time I said it, I the name is lovely, but I knew that it was not the right name for our son. And I slightly cringed inside. And I can remember walking back up to the tent with Ben and saying, we've got to change his name. We can't call him Samuel. This isn't Samuel. So uh, there we were under the event shelter saying, actually, this isn't Samuel anymore, this is Josiah. And um, our two-year-old niece at the time said, where's baby Samuel gone? Baby Samuel hadn't gone anywhere, he had just changed his name. And when we're birthing something new, I don't necessarily mean just a baby, but, but generally if something new's happening, sometimes we don't exactly know how it's going to all pan out. We don't know everything. And we don't know how it's going to grow, how it's going to develop, and we may not know the name. And uh, at the moment, we have been talking about our church vision over the last couple of weeks. And this has been something that has taken a while to birth, and we still don't know how everything is going to pan out. So Theo spoke over the last couple of weeks about us being gathered as church and the importance of us continuing to meet together. And he talked about our strategies to um, be devoted and dependent to Jesus and to equip and empower one another to be bringers of life. And then last week, he talked about being scattered and us serving those in need, bringing transformation and making disciples of all people. So we have those strategies, but we don't have absolutely everything tied up and all the T's dotted and I's crossed. And this morning is kind of part three of this series in terms of the vision. And I'm going to be talking about how we gather and scatter at the same time. <laughs> So how do we gather whilst we're scattered? I'm going to be talking about small groups, communities. So in our church uh, vision, we said that we wanted to see a network of communities released across the city and beyond the city, reaching out, sharing the gospel, building community, discipling people, and bringing transformation. Now, just to clarify, this morning I'm going to be talking about those sort of mid-sized groups. Um, so I'm not talking about pattern groups, which are really small, kind of closed, single-gender groups that are for accountability, vulnerability, prayer, um, sort of two to four people. You might have an accountability partner instead or a mentoring relationship. Those very small groups, not talking about that. And I'm also not talking about what we're doing here this morning, which is gathering together as a, a wider community, as a big church family. Um, I've put lots of ishes on the numbers, so they're just a rough guide, but please do mostly take the ish. Um, I'm talking about the thing in the middle, the small groups and the communities that we have. Now, um, 
I spoke quite a bit on community when I spoke on Acts 2 a couple of months ago, and so I'm not going to go into a huge detail of why those groups are important. Um, but just in summary, basically, small groups are small enough for us to care and be family with one another, but big enough to challenge us and have some of the diversity that we experience here on a Sunday morning. But how do we do these groups? What are we going to do? Well, first of all, I want to focus on what God is like. I want us to think about what he's been saying to us over the last few years about communities. And I want us to look at what he's been doing amongst us as well. So that is why I, um, I wanted to read from Exodus 13 this morning. Because one of the prophecies that we had was about following the cloud. And so I opened up my Bible and started reading this passage. But actually the thing that really jumped out to me to start off with was that first verse, well, 17 and 18, that said, God did not lead them along the main road that runs through the Philistine territory, even though that was the shortest route to the promised land. God said, if the people are faced with a battle, they may change their minds and return to Egypt. So God led them in a roundabout way through the wilderness towards the sea. Now, the short route was definitely going to be seemingly the best route because it was short, it had amenities on the way, but it also had an Egyptian military outpost. And so God knew if the Israelites were to escape from Egypt and go past this outpost, then they would come into battle and they would just turn around and go back and they would never make it to the promised land. And so instead, he took them on a very roundabout route because he knew that that was how they were going to make it to the promised land. And this jumped out to me so much because it has felt like over the last couple of years, getting to our church vision has been a bit of a roundabout way and it sometimes at times felt slow. And I am a super quick person. I like things to happen really quickly and I found that hard at times. But perhaps God is taking us this route because he knows that that is what, as a church community, we can bear and we can go with and that we will make it to where God's calling us to as a community, even if it takes a bit longer. And then, of course, there's the pillar of cloud and fire. The Lord went ahead of them. He guided them during the day with a pillar of cloud and he provided light at night with a pillar of fire. And it allowed them to travel by day or by night. The pillar of cloud was a prophecy that we have used over the last couple of years in terms of where we're going as a church. And here we see that God showed them the way to go with this pillar of cloud and fire. The pillar of cloud protected them, protected them from the sun in the day. And it never left them. It was God's presence with them all the time. Here we see that they could follow the cloud. And we too serve the same God now. We can trust in where God is going and we can follow in the direction that he's going. We know that he's trustworthy, that he'll protect us, that he'll show us the way, that he's not going to leave us. And so what we need to do as we step into talking about communities is we need to trust the way that God wants to lead us. Trust that he's going to build our his kingdom through his church and trust him that he won't lead us to a place where we have to totally give up. 
Okay, so what is God saying? There's been a lot of prophetic words that we've had surrounding communities and what we're going to be doing going forward. Okay, so many years ago, there was the image of the warship and fishing vessels. And we talked about as a church being here together as like a big warship ship coming together, but then also going out in fishing vessels to the city to serve, to show people uh, who Jesus is, and to um, kind of be fishers of men, I suppose. And then we also, uh, Theo had a picture a couple of years ago of a hub with some spokes, and um, that we would have like a, a hub here at the center where we would be a resource base and we would have this gathering centrally, but also it would be important as scattering throughout the city uh, in smaller family-sized units, that we would be family on mission together. This isn't a coronavirus symbol, <laughs> if that's what you were thinking. Um, okay, then a few years ago, uh, Annabelle spoke on 2 Kings 4. And if you remember, it was a story where a widow didn't have any money. And so she went to Elisha and said, what do I do? And Elisha said, well, what have you got in your house? And she said, I've got some oil. And he said, okay, well, go around to your community and collect lots of jars and containers and different things and then pour out the oil. And so she did that. And she kept on pouring out the oil and all of the jars that she collected were full. And the extent of the miracle was dependent upon the capacity of the community to bring what they had. And Annabelle encouraged us to bring what we have, whatever that is. It's not all going to be the same. Some of us will have a jar and some will have a bowl and some will have a cup. And these are Annabelle's beautiful bowls um, to symbolize that. And then also, about 18 months ago, Billy used the analogy of Rick Stein restaurants. So Rick Stein has got lots of fish restaurants in Cornwall, and their slogan is, we've never thought of our restaurants as temples of gastronomy. They're just places where the fish is fresh and exhilarating, and the atmosphere alive and full of fun. I don't quite know what an exhilarating fish is, um, but basically he has lots of different types of fish restaurants around Cornwall. So one's a fish and chip shop, One's a seafood place, one's a family-friendly one, one's a pub, one's a cafe, etc., etc. There's different kinds of places for different sorts of people. And I know probably you might think, oh yeah, I would probably go for that one. Maybe not if you don't like fish. But um, well, different things are good for different sorts of people. And he encouraged us that our network of communities may be a bit like that, where they're all slightly different, but we all have the same value of being part of New Community Church. I wondered whether or not we'd say something like, we never thought of our groups as perfect. They're just places where God's word is alive, hospitality overflows, and disciples are made. But each one looks different. And then in, in lockdown as well, we had the image of Nehemiah's walls. And we were talking about the fact that the walls were broken and that Nehemiah encouraged people where they were in their families or on their streets or with their people to mend the wall that was in front of them. And we were encouraged, where are you? 
where is your place of influence? Where is it that God is calling you to? Who are your group of people? Who are you going to build the wall with? So we've had many different prophecies and words over the last few years encouraging us that, yes, we want to gather together here, but also we are sent ones to go and make disciples. And that where you are each at is of such significance. And over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about that, fruitfulness on the front line, talking about where we each individually are is so important and is where God is placing you to do that work. But it's not an individual thing. We are family on mission together. And maybe you're not sure what your thing is. Maybe you just need to chat to your friends and help them or chat to other people because we're family on mission together. Okay, so there's some of the things that God has been saying. I'm sure there's more. What is God doing? Well, it's been a real privilege over the last few uh, months to be chatting to the Connect Group leaders. And it's been so exciting to hear what God is doing in and through the Connect Groups that we have here. It's been amazing to hear how you're praying and supporting one another as your carers, parents, grandparents, at the workplace, volunteers, foster parents, adoptive parents, all sorts of different things. And the way you're bringing life to the city through your prayer, support, challenge maybe, encouragement. Um, it's also been exciting to hear about people coming to faith, being baptised, being welcomed into the homes. There's so much life in our connect groups already. God has been doing so much and especially when we reflect over the last two years and how hard it's been and yet these groups have continued to bring life. We've also seen groups start to emerge over the last year or so. So we've got a group that's emerging in Bitten Park that has a heart to reach people to be missional and relational and hospitable. We've got the extension, which has just been the student and young adult group, which has been amazing to see how faithful God has been in answering the prayers that you had only a few months ago, and that your heart to gather students and young adults. We've got Forest Church, which is kind of blooming and is a great place for people to be able to invite their friends along to. It's accessible and easy for people to access. And then we've got the community hub where Annabelle and her team have been doing so much within the community over several years. And they're considering now how do they form kind of a group around that. There are so many emerging and growing ideas. The creativity is amazing. You see, we know that we can trust God with our communities. We know that he's been speaking to us. We know that we can, see what he's, we can see that he's at work, that he's doing something. So we're not going to, we're going to continue with our connect groups because of how much life they have. Now, we may change the name. We're not quite sure about that. Um, we're going to, we've made the decision, uh, we said in the vision that we would launch lots of missional, we would launch missional communities. And as I chatted to people and heard about the all sorts of creative ideas that people had. I realized that missional communities actually are a brilliant vehicle, but they're kind of a brand that have been around for actually since the 80s or 90s, and they're really good, but they didn't quite allow enough scope for the creativity that was emerging in people. And we want to allow space for that. So 
I have to admit, and this is where my first story comes in, we don't have a name for what these groups will all be. But they will all look different, like Annabelle's bowls, they, they will look different. It's a work in progress, we will have a name. But it will be one thing that when people come here on a Sunday morning, we can say, come and join one of our fill in the blank. <laughs> so are we totally doing away with all structure? Um, Perhaps those of you that are really into organic things will be like, yay, amazing. I, maybe, if you're more like me, you might be slightly more terrified by a lack of structure. And so, no, organization is good, and I'm going to come on to that. But there is going to be a slight shift in terms of our perspective. Because we don't, we don't want to be a church that says everything that its congregation should do, recruit volunteers and team to whatever we want to do and, and tell you to fill in those groups. Because actually, church is, as Billy said, it's ecclesia. It's about everybody where you are. We want to be a church that equips and empowers you where you are, serve where it is that God has, where God has placed you. So there will be a slight shift in emphasis. We want to really encourage and empower people where you are at. Okay, so could you, can we just pause for a moment um, and let God speak? I wonder where God has placed you, what you can bring. What's your bowl? Your restaurant. Where do you like to spend your time? Where do you feel you belong? What's your part of the wall? And who will encourage and spur you on? We're just going to take a moment to think about that. And we'll come back to that later. Just going to get a drink while you think. Okay, so we'll come back to that. So, on to a bit of more organisation, the values. Well, what are the values of, our, of these mid-sized groups going to be? Well, uh, they're the same age-old truths that every church should have, which are, what are the two greatest commandments? To love God and to love one another. That's what our groups are about. They're very similar values to what we had when we relaunched Connect Groups in 2012. They're to be focused on up, our devotion and independence to God, in, equipping and empowering one another, out, which is serving those in need, transforming the city and making disciples, and being part of New Community Church. I appreciate there's quite a lot of information there. So we want our groups, firstly, to be focused on God. He's the source of everything that we do. What are we inviting people into if we don't focus on God? Prayer and worship, spiritual gifts will be used. Focus on scripture, communion, being obedient to what it is that God's saying. In, it says in Colossians that we should teach and admonish one another. We want to equip and empower one another to bring life. Through food, that's probably the most important thing. Vulnerability, pastoral love and care, generosity and sharing, and challenge. It's not just about it being a nice place to be, but also a challenging place. Out. 
So different groups are going to look slightly different here. So some, as I've said about the connect groups, will be supporting one another. So praying and challenging and supporting one another to go and serve on your own front line. So you might be a group of different people that are doing different things that serve the city, that bring transformation and make disciples and you'll pray and support one another. Or you might be a group of people that actually have a set people group together. So a locality like Mitten Park or an activity like the cycling club. Um, or perhaps you'll be a people group like the students and young adults. It will be practical service, encouraging and challenging people, introducing people to Jesus, making disciples. The groups will be part of New Community Church, just like I said with the Rick Stein restaurants, all part of the same community. The groups will gather here regularly with the wider family as well as a group. We'll share resources. You'll be covered by the central and pastoral team, much like the Connect groups are already. And you'll be accountable spiritually, legally, for health and safety, and for safeguarding. Now, those things are really important to keep us safe and to keep us right before God. Okay, so other values. Well, we'd expect groups to meet regularly, much like connect groups, to be, meet once or twice a month, to have a core of around four to six people from New Community Church, to have their own family identity, but also know that they're part of the wider New Community family. Now, some groups will meet midweek and come here centrally every Sunday. But some groups may feel like it's core to their mission to meet out on one Sunday a month. And that's why on the fourth Sunday of the month, where we have Forest Church, we'll be encouraging that as a Sunday where you could explore mission in your context. Okay, so what's really important for us to remember here is that this is a work in progress. I want you to totally take any pressure off that you might feel that you've got to be sorted and in a group and all sorted and have that group fully done. Because not even all the connect groups that have been running for a very long time, they're not totally sorted, nor are the emerging groups. We're all a work in progress. We're all listening to what it is that God's saying. And we don't know exactly what's in exactly the way to go. We need to know who God is and who we're trusting in, that pillar of cloud and fire, and that he's the one that we can trust and follow. If you're anything like me, you may find some examples helpful at this point. Some of the things that I'm going to say are already happening, and some are just ideas. Perhaps you love having people over for dinner. Well, maybe invite friends and share Jesus whilst you do that. Or you love walks and nature or perhaps you are passionate about your workplace and want to spur one another on in that. Or you love creative prayer and want to pray for all of those that are serving in the city. Or you love your neighborhood and you want to see disciples of Jesus made there. Or you love running and you want that to be a place where people meet God. Or maybe, maybe you're just not sure and you need to gather with other people that aren't sure as you explore where it is that God's calling you to. Perhaps you're passionate about welcoming people here on a Sunday morning into the church family. Well, maybe start a group around welcome. 
Or perhaps you've been serving in the community hub for the last few years and you'd love to form a core around that. Or you're passionate about international students, young people, or children. The ideas are endless, based around your home or your workplace, activities, serving neighborhood people, etc., etc. So I wonder, do any of these things strike a chord with you? Or perhaps it's something that I haven't mentioned. What's really important is that we listen to God. Fresh expressions, um, when they talk about their fresh expressions of church, recommend that the first thing that we do is to listen. To listen to God, to listen to one another, and to listen to the community around us. And if you're struggling to think, I, I don't know what God's saying, chat to other people, come here on a Sunday, chat to, to them about what's on their heart, because maybe you can get alongside them. Okay, so on uh, Sunday, the 6th of February, we're going to have a little ideas fair. And what we're going to do is provide an opportunity for people to connect and chat about ideas that they may possibly have. So... This is a moment where I'd love you to get your phones out. Um, so I'll give you a few seconds to get your phone out. It doesn't just have to be on phone. You can also come and chat to me at the end or email. That's also fine. Right, so what we're going to do is we've got the text number, which is on the screen now. There we go. So what I'd love you to do is to spend a moment messaging this number with your name. Now, this is only going to go to our team. It's not going to go any further than that. And um, the thing that you maybe are interested in or where you're at, maybe you're absorbed in your workplace and that's, that's the thing that you're passionate about. You might have several different things. That's absolutely fine. And what we're going to do with these is see if anyone connects and match people together uh, and help those conversations along. Because we want to be here to encourage people to connect together. And this is just one of the ways we can do it. You can also chat to me at the end, or as I say, email me. So I'm going to leave a little while for you to do that. Okay, so that number I will also put, um, it's our prayer number as well, so I'll put it up on Facebook and probably send an email out about it as well, just so that over the next couple of weeks we've got an opportunity to think about it. So if you're feeling put on the spot now, then that's absolutely fine. You can have a little while to think about it. So what's next? Okay, so today what we want to do is to pray for our existing groups and all the life that we, we see in them. We're going to pray for the emerging ideas that exist or maybe that you're messaging now. Um, and we're going to pray for the new groups that are launching. And over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to collate any ideas that people have so that on the 6th of February, we can try to connect people together and have an opportunity for people to chat more. Next week, now this is a bit confusing because next week, I know it's the fifth Sunday of the month, but you've got to think like it's the fourth Sunday. <laughs> next week, on the 30th of January, we'll have Forest Church at Itchen Valley 
and the Bitten Park group are going to start meeting out in Bitten Park uh, twice a month, and there'll be a gathering here at Central Hall too. And then that rhythm is going to repeat every fourth Sunday. On the 6th of February, as I say, we'll have an ideas fair to help connect people. But over the course of the next few months, we want to spend time listening, listening to what's on God's heart, listening how we can be family together on a mission, listening to one another if we're just not sure, and listening to the people around us in our community. So, God is birthing something new. And it's not going to be, we don't have every single answer. We've got a vision and we've got a strategy. But we don't know exactly how everything is going to look. But we have got a trustworthy God. We've got a God that we know we can trust, will lead us to where he wants us to be as a church. We can put our trust in him. He's not going to lead us beyond where we can cope with. We know that he's saying things to us about this. We've heard his voice. And we can see the evidence of the good he's been bringing, the life that's being brought through so many of the groups. So as I I finish, we're going to spend some time thinking about what it is that, that we've got to offer, what we could bring in our context, and also praying for the amazing groups that already exist. So, um... Now would be a good time for us to pray for those groups. So what we'd love to do is we're going to pray for the groups in three different stages. The first set of groups that we'd love to pray for are the connect groups that already exist and have been doing so many amazing things over the last few, um, certainly over the last couple of years, but 10 years and beyond. So if you're a connect group leader, would it be possible for you to stand up? I'm aware that some people will be joining us online, so you can stand up in your home as well. Great. So I'm aware there are some connect group leaders who aren't here this morning as well, as well as those who are here. For encouragement for one another, stand up. Well done. Um, just say thank you for all that you do as group leaders and have done, especially over lockdown, where it has been a real challenge, but really keeping people connected together. Let's pray. Father, we really do thank you, Father, for, um, for the groups in this church, for the connect groups and for those who lead them, for those who are in them. We like, thank you for that place of life that they are, of encouragement. Uh, just such an environment to spur one another on and keep each other walking strong with Jesus. And we all recognize how important it is um, that we have that smaller group and point of connection and how important that is in our faith. And Father, we just ask as we step into this new season for your blessing upon each and every group, those that are here now, those that are going to be coming in, in the coming weeks and months that we don't know about yet. Father, you would breathe your life afresh into them. Would you refresh the leaders and would you pour out your spirit upon them that as they meet, as they gather, Lord, they would be meeting not only with each other but with the living God. Would you pour out the gifts of your Holy Spirit among them? And Father, I ask, Lord, that you would start to speak to them about who it is that you're leading them to. 
whether it's uh, individuals um, in different organizations and places just supporting one another as we go and do life in the workplace or in the neighborhoods, or whether there's a specific group that you're calling that group to, to, to reach out together. Lord, we ask that increasingly, Lord, through these groups that we have, that we will be seeing men, women, boys, and girls discover how wonderful it is to follow Jesus. Thank you for them. Amen. Thank you so much for your commitment and your faithfulness. And um, yeah, we, we so appreciate you, Connect Group leaders. Um, yeah, a round of applause. <laughs> okay, uh, we'd now like to pray for any emerging ideas out there. So Steve and Annabelle, um, would you like to stand up? Um, okay, so Steve and Annabelle have been doing amazing work and brought such a gift of faith to us as a community um, and have been doing so much in the community and bringing so many people alongside them in their team and what they're doing. And they've got a real heart to uh, kind of form that into a, a, core, um, a core group. And so we'd love to pray for you guys. And also, I think that you are representative of the many other people that are doing things that we don't even know about. Um, and actually, God is stirring something in you. So maybe you sent a message, or maybe you're just not sure, and it's in your heart. Um, so we'd love to pray for everybody that's got an emerging idea and for the development of the community hub and what that will look like. Father, I thank you so much for this gift of faith that Steve and Annabelle have brought us as a church for the way that they've brought so many people together, that they've invited people into a family through the school and through the community hub. And Lord, as they seek to continue what it is that they're doing and, and bring a core of people together to look like what it means to be a, a household together on this mission, Lord, I pray that you would help them, support them, give them creative ideas, give them energy, give them all that they need to do that. And Lord, I pray for them as they represent as well the other ideas, the other places that we are in our city, where we may be feeling like God's laying something on our heart, but we're just not sure. Lord, I pray that we would, as a people, have clarity over what it is that you're saying and what the next step is to be able to see your pillar of cloud. Amen. Thank you. Okay, so we also are launching two new groups. So um, what we'd like to do is invite, if you're part of the extension student and young adult group, um, if you could come and stand here-ish. And then, oh dear, oh no. It's okay, dear, they're fake, in case you didn't realize. Haven't killed it, um, good. And if you're part of the Bitten Park um, community, if you, do you want to come and stand here? So what we're going to do is we're going to hear a little bit from both of the communities and then we're going to have a chance to pray for them as well. Um, sorry, I meant to be more prepped for this, but then I got engaged on Friday, so I've been a bit distracted. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so the extension, um, we meet in Catherine Alex's extension, and um, we want to be an extension of this church community, specifically catered around students and young adults so that we can grow in community together and also with God and challenge and encourage each other um, in our day-to-day -day lives. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much what we're doing at the moment. <laughs> Thank you and congratulations, Rachel. Hi everyone. Um, so a bunch of us from Bitten Park um, have been meeting together for the past nine, ten months, I guess. Um, started off just meeting to pray for the area um, and do a few prayer walks and things. And then we've been meeting regularly in one of our houses to worship, to pray for the area um, and eat, most importantly, as Flora said. Um, so, yeah, we're going to start from next Sunday. We're going to start meeting out in one of our houses two Sundays a month. And then we'll be here the other two Sundays a month. So we'd appreciate your prayers for us as we step out to try and figure out how things look and how to connect with local people and different groups of people um, and create a place where they can meet Jesus. Um, and we're very much still part of Things at Central Hall, part of the family. We're not disappearing, so, um, but we really need your support and encouragement as we take this step for all of us. Thank you. So it would be great if we could all pray. I'll, I'll lead us in prayer for these two groups. But maybe the rest of us, if you stand, be able to stand, please do that. And maybe just reach out a hand in prayer. It's just something symbolic. Say, hey, look, we're with these guys. We want to see God's blessing upon them. Um, so let's pray together, shall we? Father, we want to thank you for the life that you have placed in this community, Lord, for the creativity, the, the uniqueness, the diversity, Lord. And we want to thank you for these two groups of people who've been gathering together over recent months, for whom you have put on their hearts a really clear purpose for what it is uh, that they want to see you do and what it is that you want to do through them, Father. We pray for the extension. We thank you for the young adults that are increasingly just joining this community and finding such life as they gather together each Sunday. Lord, we ask that as they gather once again that they would meet with you, Jesus. That for each of them in their lives and their walks, that they would just grow in passion and fervor for you, Jesus. Lord, they'd just desire more of your word through the scripture, more of your power as they go about and do their daily things, whatever it is. But I ask as well that increasingly you would give them a boldness and a confidence to love the people that they meet every single day with the passion and the power and the love that you have for them. That Increasingly, they would see this group grow and grow as young adults, students, young adults are coming to faith and being added to their number. Lord, you would just begin something here. You've already begun it and we're seeing the fruit come. We just commission them uh, in the name of Jesus to go and to see fruit and to be ambassadors of the kingdom. And for this group in Bitten Park, Lord, as they've been gathering, as you've placed um, the people of Bitten Park on their heart, Lord, as they've been seeking your face and faithfully going, God, we, we want to reach people. We don't quite know what to do yet, but let's just gather together and see what you want. Lord, we thank you uh, 
for what you're doing in them and among them. Lord, we thank you for their heart's desire to see the people of Bitten Park saved, set free, healed up, walking in in new and fruitful, life-giving ways. And as they gather again, we just ask for that powerful encounter with you, Jesus, that you'd pour out your spirit upon them, both young and old and in between. Lord, and increasingly, Lord Jesus, would you lead them? Would you just give them those little nuggets, that sort of bits of secret information that will be, I need to speak to this person on the street or in the school playground or in the shop, or I need to invite this neighbor over. Would you give them that supernatural wisdom to know what it is that you're doing and just to step with it? And Father, we ask that you would also be drawing people to them. Lord, we ask just for fruitfulness. That as they go about their business and as they gather together, Lord, we'd increasingly begin to hear the stories of men, women, boys and girls in Bitten Park coming to know you, Jesus. Seeing everything changed, lives turned around. So we commission this wonderful group of people in the name of Jesus to go and to carry your good news to the people of Bitten Park. In Jesus' name, amen. Why don't we give them a round of applause, just as a cheering on and a spurring them on.